0: Hello, everyone. My name is Bridget Beach Bancol. This is my seventh and hopefully final take of my first podcast episode ever. I'm currently 20 years old, and today's date is September 15th, 2021. Today, I'll just be giving an introduction. There's not going to be any specific direction that this episode will have. I'm just going to be speaking off things that I enjoy doing and the kind of person that I am. And we'll be talking very briefly, or maybe not, about film, because that is a huge part of who I am. I love film and cinematography. So... Now that you know the basics, my name and my age, maybe I'll tell you about who I am. So I'm a very empathic individual in many ways. Um, I relate to people on a deeper level and I really try to see people for who they are. Oftentimes I do get wrapped up in my own feelings, but I think that's just the general nature of my being. Um, I'm pretty peaceful for the most part, but I definitely have an edge to me that can be unleashed at any time in any place. Um, And yeah, I grew up in New York. Uh, I was born in Brooklyn, New York and raised in the suburbs of New York. So there you go. And... Moment of silence, trying to think about everything I like to say. A lot of the time, I don't feel as if I can express myself freely and without bounds in everyday life. I feel like our society has gotten to the point where it's almost unheard of to be your candid self and to just express yourself freely because there's always an apprehensiveness about how somebody may interpret something or just generally people are afraid to express themselves freely but I feel like this podcast will give me the opportunity to voice my opinions and really share the things that I care about and love uh i'd like to mention that i've always wanted to start a podcast but i just never really had the courage to i always kind of felt like maybe people didn't want to listen to what i had to say but i'm going to start it anyway (laughs) and the crazy thing is today i just i was just like on a whim why don't i just talk (laughs) into the microphone and this will be my first podcast episode um so we're gonna be talking about my favorite films so my first film that or rather the first film that really led my interest in the avant-garde part of life was rich kids and i think i discovered this film when i was about um, I want to say 12 years old the film was released on august 17th 1979 and i'd like to mention it is an archived piece it's very hard to get your hands on this film in this day and time because of how archived it is um i had the pleasure of watching it on netflix as we know the streaming platform Uh, years back, probably almost seven, eight years ago, but I haven't seen it available today. But if you get your hands on it, it's definitely worth a watch. So the synopsis is, it's two 12-year-olds, the products of Upper West Side Broken Homes, struggle to move, make sense of their parents' lives and their own adolescent feelings. The film was directed by Robert M. Young, and the stars are Trinity Alvarado and Jeremy Levi. And this film is one of those coming of age films, kind of like My Girl and The Breakfast Club, which I'm also going to be talking about sometime. But it's just a film that actualizes what it's like to be on the threshold of teenagehood. It's one of my films precisely because of that. Um, I think it definitely provided me a sense of security as a 13-year-old. Because it just felt so aligned with my feelings at the time. Just feeling like... um, just feeling that I was an adult, (laughs) even though I was far from adulthood at 13, but I just felt like I was an adult and that I had some sort of responsibility with being 13 years old. I think the characters in the film can definitely speak to that. Um, One of my favorite scenes was when the two main characters were in the bathtub with each other in this 70s sort of apartment um and they were just kind of sitting in the bath bathroom and none of their parents I noted played a detrimental or beneficial role in their lives the parents were just kind of there and So it's a shock when they bust through the doors and they see their 12 year old daughter and 12 year old son just bathing nakedly with each other. And I think that speaks to the fact that a lot of parents kind of neglect their kids at a certain age, not necessarily neglect, but they they take their hands away and they say, okay. well, you got this. And I think that's very common in New York as well because New York is such a hard city to grow up in and to live in. And a lot of people have other obligations. So they kind of abandoned their kids at some point. And it's crazy to see that that, that storyline can be applied to everyday life in New York in this day and age. Like, it's crazy. But, you know, I definitely had that experience. My mom was a single mom, so she was always busy and always working. And so there wasn't as much pressure on me. Um, And she wasn't necessarily like a mom who was hovering down my back. So I didn't necessarily have the freedom to do whatever I want. Not that I wanted to do anything scandalous to begin with. But Um, yeah, so I would definitely recommend that film to anybody who is maybe 13 years old and kind of wants to see life from a different perspective. I think the 70s charm of the film is also notable, just the bell bottoms and Trinity Alvarado's pigtails as she's walking down some random street in New York. And it just has that effortless charm. Another notable mention is this that song at the end. I can never get that scene out of my mind where they're running with their coach um, through Central Park, and they play this really nice song. And I've actually watched that so many times. it's unhealthy, but it just reminds me of the charm of yesterday. so. If you have the chance to get your hands on Rich Kids, directed by Robert M. Young, definitely watch it. The next film is contrasting to Rich Kids. It's entitled The Virgin Suicides. It was released April 21st, 1999, I believe. And it was directed by... It was directed by... Damn it. Did I write that down? (laughs) Hold up. Behind the scenes. um, Robert and the Virgin Suicides. Sofia Coppola. How could I forget? Sofia Coppola is always um, mentioned with a lot of the 90s films because she's an absolutely gifted uh director she's just absolutely amazing every film that she's made or every film that she's been featured on has been a one of my favorite pieces the also the other funny thing is that her father is also a famous director as well so Yeah. And if you want to know who her parents are, they're Eleanor and Francis Ford Coppola, who directed The Godfather. And The Virgin Suicide basically is a film following five girls in the 1970s who reside in a suburban town. And they're just these beautiful, blonde haired, uh, dreamy sort of teenage girls who are basically stalked by these five boys who live across the street and the film stars Kristen Dunst and Josh Harnett so if you don't know who Kristen Dunst is she has played in Spider-Man I believe so she's definitely very notable as well and yeah the film is just about love and how their teenage years are repressed by their strict parents and it leads to an untimely death for all of them uh, because they feel so constricted to their households that they can't be themselves like they can't be average everyday girls because there's so much pressure on them um by their parents and one of my favorite things about the film is the relationship between Trip and Lux and the reason why it's one of my favorite now and it was back then as well is because it shows a rebellious nature of being a teenager and wanting your desires fulfilled at whatever time you want despite the circumstances and Lux is the kind of person where she kind of dares on the wild side with her parents throughout the film because ultimately she knows she's entitled to a sense of freedom. And at the time, I really related to Lux in that way because she didn't really take no for an answer. And though her parents were trying to warn her of Tripp's intentions, there was just that kind of la vie and rose uh or life in rosie hughes perspective just being so blinded by love that you don't realize the harm in it at all so there was this fatality when you know trip took her virginity and he kind of just left her in the football field to figure herself out and she wakes up and you could tell her heart was broken and it was really something that i think a lot of teenagers relate to in terms of falling in love and falling out of love (laughs) and it's just it's not funny i don't know why i scoffed but it's just the reality of um high school sweethearts and i love the depiction of it um so the first death was actually cecilia's death and Cecilia is the youngest of the sisters. So she is known to have dealt with mental illness and just generally being troubled in her life. Um, Cecilia seems as though she's the dreamer of the girls, which I believe is what caused her to reach her breaking point earlier than everyone else. Because despite being only around 13 years old and having these harsh implications put on you, um, when when reality sets in so young, it can be kind of heartbreaking. And I think that's exactly what happened to Cecilia. Um, She was just misunderstood by everyone, her sisters, her parents and the boys. And so there was really no outlet for her to express herself. And I think I related to that in a way as well because I feel like I'm a very dreamy type of person. And although I have my like goals and I know what I want in life, there is still this kind of hazy, dreamy state that I think I deal with (laughs) and I could kind of relate to Cecilia in that way Um, so yeah and I think that her death was symbolic of dreams dying pretty much and or vice versa dying at the hand of your dreams so That was kind of a dark note, but I think The Virgin Suicides is a film that is absolutely riveting, and if you are interested, you should definitely go check it out. So the third film that I'm going to talk about is Emily. Emily is a film that was made in 2001. It stars... Audrey Tattoo, and the director of the film is Jean-Pierre Junette. I don't know if I said that right, but one of the most enjoyable things about Emily is the soundtrack for me. I love the music that was featured in the film. I think it was what brought it to life, and despite it being a great film, the soundtrack. Aided like 100% in that as well. So I discovered Emily when I was around 15, 16 years old. I was just scrolling on Netflix, and I was like, "Oh, this looks cool!" So I watched it. A notable mention is that the language it was filmed in is French. So you, are if you're an American like me, and you have a hard time understanding French, the obvious solution is to watch it in subtitles but don't let that scare you because it is just honestly one of the best films I've ever watched it has this this lace of optimism and romanticism combined and I think that's what makes it such a great love film because I think generally foreign films that focus on love have a sort of candidness about them that you can't really find in American love films. It's just or romance films. It's just although it was comedic, it had a deeper meaning throughout it. And yeah, I just love it. So Emily is an innocent, naive girl making her way in France as a waitress and she kind of is one of those people who is much like myself um I'm sorry I'm always relating it back to myself but these are the films that have been really life-altering for me so yeah but getting back to that um she just enjoys helping other people in whatever way she can She, she can, or she could, whichever, (laughs) but, um, yeah. And in doing so, she finds love along the way and Nico and Nico is her love interest. So one of the key or the staple elements of Emily is her observations Throughout the film, the director really ensures that you see every micro image of what Emily is internalizing with the camera. So she's always like closing up to what she's thinking about. Like I think in the beginning scene, she was like recounting how many people were having sex at a given time. And like you you just see the camera span to like different rooms in Paris, um, that have people having sex, pretty much, and I thought that was just so interesting, because that's not something, or that's not a technique that you really see in American films, um, one of my favorite scenes is when Emily and Nico are riding on his bicycle through, um, France, and you can just see the love in her eyes and you can feel it through the screen. And I, I truly believe when a director makes you feel something from their film, it puts it at a whole different level. So that's why I really enjoyed Emily. <laughs> so yeah, um, I, I tried my best this is my first podcast it's not the best podcast but i'm just sitting down and i'm speaking to you as i would a friend or whoever i i encounter who happens to be a film aficionado as well so i hope you enjoyed me telling you about my top three films from my adolescence and i hope you tune in for another episode Thanks so much for watching. Bridget Beach Binkle is out.